0: Welcome to the Christian Variety Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm John. I'm Will.
1: Christian Variety Podcast began through gifts that that Alan has, vision that Alan has, and a desire to talk that I have. We believe in the local congregation. We believe in scripture. We believe in God's holiness and his love for us. And we believe in conviction.
0: And bring people together to share their faith also. The Christian Variety Podcast, offering variety in your Christian faith. Two simple guys. One Bible.
1: One Bible. And a lot of love. For God and Scripture. Word
0: to your Bible. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Christian Variety Podcast. Today I'm joined by Mr. John Charles, Will Almighty. Greetings. <laughs> and our special guest today, Bobby.
1: Hey, thanks. Will, are you going to pray for us, I think? I think so. Well, I can do that. Let's do it. Dear Lord, I first off, I want to thank you for the opportunity to gather here today with these group of guys lord i pray that being together our conversations would honor you that that you would glorify us being together and and allow us to have a good time and share lots of laughs and lots of thoughts and this be a a good conversation that that brings honor to you lord i pray all these things in your name amen
0: our joke for this episode where is the best place to get ice cream
2: at sunday school
1: Now for Ask a Pastor.
2: Hey, my name is Bailey Alexander. I'm the worship pastor at the Refinery Church in Columbus, Ohio. Knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself as advice for when you first started your ministry work? It's just realizing that there will be times where you're going to have downtime there. There will be times where things are slow. I I think of like summertime, especially, but also just in, in like a yearly aspect. You know, when I first came, when I first came to our church, you know, we were running 150 or so. I didn't have a ton of people on my ministry teams. You know, there was like, oh man, six to eight people. Fast forward just a few years, maybe three or four, and I have about 40 people that I pastor on my ministry teams. And I took for granted those down times. I took for granted like how to utilize those times well in trying to prep for future, in trying to build culture, in trying to look toward the future and not just not just do the work needed for that day or that season but always be looking ahead you know something that has been vitally helpful for me in my ministry was uh, a, a pastor from a church out in California sat me down and said, we're going to create these columns. And first column, I want you to write all the things that are kind of on your plate that you hate doing. It's like, okay, I did that. Show me, and he's like, write all the things on your plate that you like doing. It's like, okay. Um, write all the things down that you love doing. And so I did that. And he said, like, here's what I want you to see. You are the leader. Y- you are the one who helps create culture, Uh, and vision cast. And so there's actually a fourth column called dreaming or future planning. He's like, what you need to do is realize that you need to give away, you need to serve, equip and empower others uh, because there are people in your ministry that love to do what you hate to do. There are people in your ministry who like to do or that love to do what you like to do. And so if you can give those things away and and do it in a proper way, don't dirty delegate as Hans Finzel writes in his in a, a great Book called Ten Mistakes Leaders Make. Don't don't dirty delegate, but instead set people up for success, teach them, show them, and give those give those things away that you hate to do and that you like to do because then it, it in, in gives you opportunity to work on the things you love, which will help c- continue your passion and feed that those things that you find joyous, but also create time and margin to work on future things and to dream and to forecast and to, yeah, like to, to dream about what is to come because people need, they're going to be looking to you as the leader to say, okay, here's where we're at, but where are we going? Uh, so I encourage people in ministry who are early on to, to take advantage of the time that they have and forecast for the future.
1: And I will read the verse for the day, which is Matthew 6, 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? I, I mean, I love that verse. I was in a very dark place in my life a couple years ago, and that verse kind of got me through. I just kind of taught, like told myself that over and over and over and over again. The, this verse, I think this is one that our parents used when we were kids quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And and the fox and the holes have ground, or have homes in the ground and birds there have nests. Foxes have holes, birds have nests. Yeah, Son of Man has no place to lay his head. What made or makes your favorite Bible study? If, if you've been to one, if you haven't, you know what what in your mind what would make one? But I think there's plenty of people who want to be involved in a Bible study or are looking for a Bible study. What are the things I should look for? Why don't, why don't you start with maybe how many we've done to give a context of? I have a big opinion or you know
3: small. I think the. Most productive and best Bible study that I've been in was actually one that we did in college. It was great because it was a bunch of like-minded people at a university that got together once a week, helped sharpen one another.
1: So Bobby, give us a little context. How many Bible studies have you been to?
3: Youth group in high school, that one in college. I tried doing one with friends from back home once I was in the army, but that one was a little harder because we were trying to do it virtually Mm. there were like four or five people in a room and then you know me on zoom that one was a little hard of those i think the most traditional one i was in was that one in college definitely the most beneficial
1: one was that one week we had an actual like ordained working pastor come and and they just like attended the bible study and and like didn't Mm want to teach it just wanted to be there but i remember the pastor afterwards saying like this is this is it. Like this this is what everybody wants to have. This small group, this equal people all just want to know more. No pat person up top looking down at everybody, but just a bunch of equals sharpening each other.
0: My favorite Bible study was the uh, life group I was part of at the Nazarene Church I had in Columbus. And it was just the young adults group and led by a married couple who had been married for 40 plus years. For a young adult group it was nice to have people who had a firm foundation. And it was just nice to have like-minded young adults together talking about the Bible, talking about other things. We read the Screwtape Letters, which was great. Oh, that's awesome. Six to eight people who just really met every week and wanted to continue to learn more of their love of uh, scripture and their Christian values.
1: I think it's twice now we've heard the like-mindedness and just kind of the equality of person. Um, which I think is is definitely a big part of the Bible study. I I
0: mean, a Bible study in some ways could help somebody's growth in Christianity, but then it kind of just focuses on that one person. I feel like sometimes. Mm, Yeah. So when you have people who all have really great core values, I think it just helps everyone else grow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think there, if we're going to talk about like the bad ones, the bad one kind of caters to its weakest link almost. and, And there are people who are, could take the solid food but we just have to keep giving them milk because the, the lucas link has, can't handle the solid food and it is good to get everybody on a fairly equal playing field
0: but i think there's a lot of victory when you have somebody who is questioning their faith or is learning in their faith where a group can help lift them up yeah i think there's a lot of greatness
1: to that yeah absolutely also. whenever i'm looking for a bible study kind of i don't know I, I like all different sorts it's fun to get like-minded people in a room like you're talking about, like we had in college. It's really cool. And it's really easy for that type of Bible study to, to grow and, and bring along people. I think because if you get like-minded people, you can get more like-minded people and it's really infectious and uh, people get excited about that. And I like that. And that's fun. Um, Right now I'm in a Bible study where I'm the youngest person in the Bible study, which I love because I have the least amount of life experience by a good margin. And it's really we're talk, fun. We're talking decades. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, quite literally to think that the, the next guy would have three decades on me, but uh, that's a lot of fun for me because the life experience that's there and everything. Uh, I like that. I like, I like having levels. So while I see the value in like-minded people, I also really appreciate the, the levels and depth. Like there's grandpa in that Bible study who just Knows Scripture. What you say? Has the whole book of 1 John memorized? Can just mm-hmm. recite it word yep. for word. That's incredible. Yeah. And then we've got a couple new Christians in there that like they're older guys, but they're new to faith. And then we run the gambit of everything in between new Christian to reciting whole books of the Bible. And that's <laughs> that's, <clears throat> in the, yeah, that's that, that's really cool. I appreciate that, and I think that's what I look for. That's what I enjoy. My, I think this is my favorite Bible study that I've been a part of in a long time. Uh, definitely for sure is the one I go to on Wednesdays, just because there's whole variety a whole spectrum of perspectives and thoughts. The mature Christian and the new Christian and it really is there's whatever iron you need to sharpen, there's another iron there to sharpen it. And and it's it's really fun. So that I, I like that. So, uh, and oftentimes I really like structure in a Bible study. So I'm kind of the outlier here. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I, I, I like the predictability of having, knowing somebody is going to come in prepared with a structured lesson and like, there's going to be points that you go into. And so I I like that in a Bible study just because it seems more reliable. And oftentimes in a structured Bible study, you can prep for it and have thoughts prepared coming into it. And what I can, what you can also count on is somebody is going to have a different perspective than yours. While I like to have somebody that's at the head, I also want to open forum to talk and communicate I'm going to sum it up and I like structure, but I also like an open forum. I like conversation to take place. I want to maybe pass the question back over because I I would, I would so strongly disagree with liking structure. It just as passionately as I can. No, I think it's wrong. I don't think either. No, 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 wrong. no, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I, I, I get nothing out of a structured Bible study. Nothing, unless I do it personally, and it's a book that I can follow through and take notes on. You know, I, I like that. But, but coming to a, a group where someone has clearly taken notes, clearly has points, clearly, clearly, you know, everything, so it's almost like a lecture, like an interactive lecture. I, I can't. I, well, I just, I just can't learn that way. So, Alan, Bobby, what, what do you guys think?
0: Well, I think it's nice to have. I'm not going to say it's. I'm going to call it talking points. I think mm-hmm. it's nice to, if you're the organizer of it, to focus on maybe a theme and have ideas you want to come across. They might sure. be just scripture references. Yeah, like everyone. Tom Lapp did uh, his uh, mandate speech uh, this summer. Yeah. He had the scriptures he wanted to mention because it supported his his walk in faith. Yeah, so I think that having a little bit of structure is good. I mean, obviously, not an entire script that you've yeah. written out. Yeah. But I think having a little bit of structure is not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. What do you think?
3: Bob? I think that structure is good as long as you don't stick mm. as rigidly with it as yeah important point. Yeah. Like it, it does a good job at keeping you on track and you can handrail it if you need to. It's a good way to bring you back to where you need to be and get you to where you're going for that Bible study.
1: Yeah, that, that's Alan for us.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alan is our notes for the podcast. Yes. Yes. But that being said though, if something does come day. up and if something does come up in one of those sidebar conversations, yeah. like chase that rabbit exploring. Yeah. Yeah. go for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, funnily enough, the, this last Sunday in our Sunday school class, we were, were, we're going through the book of Hebrews and just going point by, you know, verse by verse for the book of Hebrews, which is just how we do it. We did Romans before. Now we're doing Hebrews and it's just really fun. And so I, I teach it and I would always read what we're going to do beforehand, take notes. And like, I want to talk about this first. want to talk about this first, you know, just kind of, like you said, just more of a guided discussion mm. situation. <laughs> but I stopped taking notes at the end of chapter six. Cause I thought for sure that would fill all of our time. We were done with chapter six, in like 10 minutes. And now we have to, like, we got nothing else to talk about. And I don't know if you know what Hebrews chapter seven is, but it talks about Melchizedek, who is one of the most obscure characters in all of scripture. And the connection that the author of Hebrews is making between Jesus and Melchizedek is very obscure. And I had nothing prepared. And we talked about it for like 30 minutes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was rough. Was it a good discussion?
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I would say it was one of my personal favorites. I heard a lot of really good feedback from other people, but mainly because I would just read it be like, Hey, what do you guys think <laughs> 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 this verse. Hey, what do you guys think <laughs> people, you know, the, the fun part about that Sunday school classes, you've got people who, come in knowing the answer to every question, no matter what you ask, doesn't matter how you ask it. Like they, they, they have their answer period. And then no matter how you word the question, they know their answer. It's going to be grace and it's going to be salvation through faith alone. And it's going to be forgiveness of sins, no matter what you ask. And then you've got people who are like, I just started going to church a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea what this means.
0: But to be fair, you have all your deacons in a Sunday school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, Great, great to that's, rely on. It yeah. is that's really healthy for a church, I think. So just, just uh, we we've actually had someone who, who who stopped coming because they they wanted read ahead notes. Like they're like, I, I can't do bust, so, which is fine. I mean, that, that is your way. If that's how you learn, fantastic. That's just. I, and I told them I'm I would love to do this for you, but I don't take notes until Saturday night. And, and I, you know, I could send over my notes, but it's not like a fill in the blank kind of thing. You know what I mean? So they stopped coming and that's, that's, that's good. You know, I think they found a different one they like. So that's that's good.
3: I feel like you gotta be a little careful with that because that can kind of box you in and not allow you the leeway that you need to get what you need out of the Bible study. I think the extreme can.
1: Yeah. I think the extreme can.
3: I I mean, now listen. I see
1: value in that and in what Will had mentioned, Uh, you know, that, that structure, that, that points we're going to get into in the, someone who does their homework ahead of time. Because I I think if you're leading a Bible study, you do it through your homework. You can't just walk in and Mm. and hope for the best.
3: mean, you can!
1: I've done it before. (laughs) (laughs) Method. I don't recommend it. (laughs) But but there is I mean there's 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 extremes either direction. You know, extreme stiffness and extreme looseness. I think a key part to a really good Bible study is the personalities in the Bible study. Yeah, Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. and the variety of personalities matters because yeah. like, I like structure. I want to have the notes, but if there's just, you know, a group of dudes like me, it's going to be very fast. Right. right? It's going to be very Okay, swift. we got through our notes. You know, everybody, everybody good? Everybody good. good. Awesome. <laughs> High five break. And then right. you go. One of the things I like about the, the Bible study I'm in on Wednesdays is there's one or two dudes that like, you'll read, you know, like for God so loved the world uh, and John three 16, you'll read it and and. Like it's pretty straightforward and they come from the top rope brother was something it's that straightforward. It, I mean it is <laughs> it, it is, is but it isn't. there's a lot to dig in there but like they'll come from the top rope with like okay so that's great what about meteors like what do you think of those and you're like what are you talking <laughs> oh, about well if meteors <laughs> could hit the earth does God love the earth and <laughs> you no idea where this came from the variety of personality it, it allows the the rabbits that you're talking about to get chased yeah and I, I like the structure because it, it keeps you on on track but also having that personality or two or three that'll just throw it throw a curveball is, is really good and really healthy and a lot of fun yeah I, I, funny that you, you mentioned this just because i think one of the keys to keeping a bible study on track is is the personality of the quote-unquote leader and whether you have a, a defined leader or not i'm not sure that's altogether necessary but someone who's kind of moderating for the day i that like, can change yeah from like day to day that yeah, person can change absolutely yeah, yeah but it would be that person's job to be like okay you know, we're not going to talk about like actual dinosaurs cause we're actually in the book of James. So let's, let's bring it back a little bit. And that is very important. And and Alan can attest to the fact that that's probably 50% of Sunday school is like, can we please just get back to Hebrews? I'm begging you. I just want to get back to what we read. Yeah, I did want to, I'm going to say that cause I wanted to go back and, and clarify something I said earlier about like-mindedness. I'm not saying that that you you all need to be on the same level of your Christianhood. But, but the same like-mindedness that we're going to tackle hard things. Like, like we all come ready to learn. We all come ready to be challenged. When you have 10 people who are ready to be challenged, learn, grow, and one person who just wants like a social gathering, that can slow things down. Is it impossible? No, they should keep coming because I think you'll affect them. And you had said earlier, Alan, that there's it's important for those people to come to the Bible study too because they end up growing whether they know it or not. Um, when, I, when I mentioned like-mindedness, I didn't mean find a find an echo chamber and stay with that in that echo chamber. Oh, that's but, what I meant. <laughs> so, there you go i i don't you know necessarily need to talk about my favorite bible studies because they've all been said but um, i would just agree with everybody that you know that that, that can be feeling of community the the focus on scripture and not you know i don't i don't want to read a, a, a book i want to read the bible i, I don't want to go to a bible study where we read somebody else's book that doesn't help me at all and and i want to you know probably my favorite bible study ever um was one of the worst <laughs> actually but but the heart was so pure that I loved going Um, and it was at the church right now. And it was a study in the book of Acts. The guy who taught it was, was great and engaging and exciting, but you know, it was, it was, I just got to sit and it was during COVID. So there was no youth group and I just got to sit and actually go to a Bible study. It was the first one I had been to before or since in years to just actually sit and learn. And, and it was great. I got to sit with Sarah, which I haven't been able to do, gosh, hardly forever. And it was good just to be with other people and, and just learn together. And then I think that's for me, if I'm looking for something, if I'm going to a Bible study, I, I want one that I don't have to teach, honestly. And and I don't mean that like, oh, go John, but you like people need to be fed too. You can do feeding, but you need to be fed. And if I'm listing one, I would say, this goes into pastor's kid too. Like we talked about last week, you know, that there's a level of, oh, the pastor's kid's set. Yeah, you know, he knows what he's, he's, he's good to go. Cause he has a built-in small Mentor. group leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You got your built-in small group leader. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do they do at home? It's just, All right, kids. just Bible Today, study. Every day is Bible study. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you know, that's, that's,
1: right. that's the life of a pastor's that's kid right. a court, from the outside. From the outside in, yeah, the, yeah. 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 What they don't see is he doesn't wake up till noon on Mondays because he's so tired from <laughs> Sunday, <he's> destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> which is not true, but, but yeah, you know, I, I just, I, Anything where I can, I can submit myself to some other authority, I really relish that. I really—and I, and I don't think enough people do, I guess is why I'm saying that. I think some people would go into a Bible study ready to give their ideas, their opinions, their points. You know, I'm going to—I've got a great thought, and I'm going to give it to these people. You know, the, the door might open for that, and, and man, attack it if it does, but, but go to a Bible study to be fed— I think for me, that's, that was always the most important thing is I just want, I just want something. I want somebody outside to give me something good. I don't think we've actually said it out loud, but I think an important part of a Bible study is it, mostly because it's assumed, I think is liking the people you go with the social <laughs> interaction. Yeah. You know, like that's a really important part of Bible study because yeah. if you're, if you're going and you're just going to get, if you're going to sit and get talked at for an hour, right. I went to college. I did that. Right. Yeah. I don't need to do yeah. that again. I want to, I want to be able to interact with the people I see. I want to be happy to see them. Uh, let's just be real. Uh, you can love everybody and not sure. like everybody. Sure. You know what I mean? It, it just is what it is. One, one of the aspects I want to talk about with a Bible study, that, that maybe we all have strong opinions on. Maybe none of us have even thought about it really, but what is there worth? What, is there more worth in co-ed versus just a men's Bible study, women's Bible study? Should there be space for both? Does it does it not matter? Kind of whatever's available to you, just go to, should, what should I pursue? What should, if I'm looking for Bible study, what should I pursue?
0: I think there's benefits of both. I had never been in a men's Bible study. until <clears throat> so I started some of the evening Bible study at our church. I've never had the, Time to be with a group of guys and just go into scripture so hard like we currently do. But I also look forward to a, an entire body Bible study because or Sunday school because I think it's, it's
3: refreshing to get all opinions. Yeah,
1: I would agree with you.
3: Can I say both? I know that's a cop-out answer. You
1: can, but you have to explain why.
3: Okay. Well, people are at different points in their life. Single people versus people that are in a relationship versus people that are married versus people that have kids. Everybody's at a different stage in their life. And a lot of times I feel like, you know, once you get to this certain stage, sometimes, well, maybe you don't have very many friends that are in that stage. So you can find people that are just in that same stage of life. Sometimes it's, it's, it's better off. Uh, the church that I'm at right now, their small groups that they have. They are co-ed small groups and they go in and they meet as a, as a whole. And then there is a certain point, because these are they're, they're pretty structured with their, with their Bible studies, or not with their Bible studies, but with their group format, co-ed, but then they will have a time within that allotted time that they are together, which a lot of time isn't the right word. They can go as long as they want, obviously, yeah. but they will split male, female, and then they'll come back together as a whole.
1: Are you asking which is better is their value? Are you saying what's preferred? I'm kind of saying I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a new Christian. I'm looking for a Bible study. What should I pursue? You, sh- you sh- If you're a man, you should pursue other men, godly Christian men. And if you're a woman, you should pursue godly Christian women. You're and- going to hear first, folks. If you're a man, pursue men. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, that, that's, I, I'll be the outlier. I have no problem with it. Of course, there's value in a co-ed group of people meeting and discussing the living word. There's value in that. Of course, there is. People need to be fed. I think that's fantastic. I think that... There is also something to be said about not being co-ed and like men getting together and women getting together and studying the Bible from that perspective. And, and I, that's what I like. I, I, I don't know. I like the conversations better and, and, and I, maybe I'm wrong. Well, uh, of I course there's value wrong. in it, but I definitely, that's what I prefer. I think it's more productive, more pro- It's less strained. It, it, it just is. There are things I know from the man male perspective there are things that you don't want to say in front of women. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> you sure you want that recorded? No. Uh, there's things that, that you want to say. And for women, too. That women want to discuss things not in front of men. And that's okay. That That's perfectly fine. We're made differently. We're made to do different things. So we're, we, we're going to want to talk about different things. So while there's, of course, and I think there's inherent value in opening God's Word, pretty much full stop. There are exceptions, like if the person... Do opening God's word as an evil, horrible person who's going to manipulate and lie, and people are, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I could get into some deep theological thought. I don't want to. My point is, if if there are Christians, old and new, gathering and opening the word, coed, not coed, there's, of course, value. I, I think it is more productive to... Just like you were saying, like-minded individuals. I think a part of being like-minded is what role are you filling? And, and I, I, the, the space of where you're at in life, I think there's huge value in filling those holes. I just think it'll be more productive the other way around. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have co-ed Bible studies. I'm just saying, I, for me, I think it's more productive.
3: Going back to your question about, I, I guess I didn't fully understand, a brand new Christian, I agree with Will. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't anticipate that. Well, I mean, just going back to what I previously said about, you know, people in different seasons of life, I think there's a place for both. And I think there's room to grow as a male with other males, as a female with other females, but also as couples with other couples.
1: There you go. That's exactly what I was was, going to try and throw that in there. I like a married couples Bible study is incredible. That's great. And that, you know, is, should be sad that I have to qualify that is inevitably going to be co-ed. And that's fantastic. I think that's great. People should pursue that. I would love a couple's Bible study. I'm actively seeking a couple's Bible study with my wife. But I don't know, man. It's like, mm. individually, I'd go after the same, you know,
0: like men, how, Bible study with how, men. How do how do you answer in a married couple's Bible study? Do you have to talk to the other person? Then you say together, we believe <laughs> the
1: men's on this side, the women's on that side. They look at each other. It's like the newly newlywed game. Yeah. I, I will, I will uh, vaguely disagree. Not powerfully. Cause I like Bobby has said, like we all agree there, there is value in both. Yes. there a, a married one is really good and ought to be co-ed. Uh, you, a, a, there is great value in just a men's one. There's great value in just a women's one, but, but also like there are a bunch of Christian men and Christian women Looking for a Christian man and a Christian woman to get married to, where else should you meet them than at a church or at a Bible study? And and I could name four couples right now that met at a small group like that. And I think there's that's one benefit. I think they can be taught very well. I I, I would also say that all men really really good. I think a man's Bible study is really good because it allows you to be a, a dude with dudes, and a woman's Bible study is really good because it allows you to be a gal with gals. You know that that is those are beneficial. But I would I I, I would say I would say you just got to kind of what's good for you? You know, what, where are you at in life? What do you need right now? And, and find that kind of Bible study. So soft disagreement, but I think we're all saying generally the same thing. No, that's fine. I, I, I think to put a bow on it, what I would say, my recommendation um, to the new Christian in that context is going to be find more than one Bible study. Okay. That's my next question. Can you go to too many? Can you go to too many? <laughs> Let's say I'm going to a man's Bible study, Sunday school, Wednesday night, and a co-ed one and Sunday night. I, I, I would say no. There's no way to go to too many. I would say there's no way to go to too many. I
3: don't think you can go to too many, but if you spread yourself so thin that you don't have time to internalize and form relationships with all of them, then you might come off as superficial in those groups. And while, yes, Bible studies are all about you know honoring God, growing in God, and becoming a better Christian, they're also about building a biblical Christian friend group and having people that you can hang out with and be with outside of those Bible studies and go serve with outside of those Bible studies. I think there's, I don't think too many Bible studies is a thing. I do think that you can spread yourself too thin on anything to include Bible studies. It depends on your, your mindset, I guess, of, can I do this Mm. sustainably?
0: Yeah. If you can keep focus, kind of going off what Bobby said, if you can keep focus and pay attention enough and make it a priority for everything, every study you're going to, I think it's not a problem, but I could see if you're doing too many, it might come to maybe exhaustion or maybe just a lack of attention. Yeah. And I think nobody needs that at any Bible study.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I would refer you to Joshua one eight, which says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it on it day and night. Which part of that had to do with small group Bible studies? It has to do with finding too many Bible studies doesn't exist. If literally all you're doing is. I'm sorry. Is, could you tell me how what that has to do with small groups? the Bible constantly meditating constantly? And then that's what you're called to do. So in this, in this podcast, we, we exegete the
0: word. <laughs> to, exegete oh, the word. Well, that was beautiful.
1: Thank you. <laughs> thank, very you much. thank you. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Should I sacrifice Sunday mornings in favor, like a corporate worship in favor of Bible study? Should, can that replace my personal study? Like the time that I spend in my Bible by myself? should it replace going out to dinner with my, 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 my Christian guy friends? How much can I devote to corporate worship? How much can I devote to uh, just quality time hanging out with the guys? Uh, how much should I devote to specific? We're going to stand and say the Bible. If it begins to interfere with my personal study, which one do I sacrifice? I'm going to seven Bible studies. And because of that, I'm not reading my Bible personally. Cause I'm getting that in my Bible study. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I agree. I don't think so. I, I I think corporate worship would always take the take the uh, the priority over Bible smaller Bible study.
3: I think corporate worship definitely has a place, and when you think about church, like most people think about, okay, I'm going on Sunday morning. I'm sitting, listening to a, listening to the pastor preach. I'm internalizing it. I'm singing, and then I'm going home. Back in ancient times, like church, kind of. The first churches mirrored more of what I think a Bible study is now: sitting around a table, having a meal, and we're sitting here and talking about God.
1: That's actually a really good point. And singing.
3: And singing. That yeah.
1: was a vital part. That's a really good point. I didn't expect him to make that point. Wow. Well done. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Going what off of Bobby says, I think obviously that you know the the sermon and your uh, your Sunday morning should be the foundation of your week. And I would say that I'd call your Bible study time or whatever groups you go to as a supplement to that. And you don't want to take too many supplements. Like you don't want to take too many vitamins because you can only handle so much. Yeah. And and I understand, you know, that your, your, your Christian walk should be something that's very important to you throughout your week and stuff like that. But there is an important time for other things in your life, family, mental breaks
1: yeah and i i think i mean that's that's kind of the point i'm trying to get at is is you know if 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 i'm prioritizing going to a bible study over spending time with my family or or just like like what we did last night at your house will where where me and bobby went to will's house and just hung out for like i don't know two and a half three and a half hours and just we talked a lot about a lot of scripture we talked a lot of spiritual stuff we also just talked about guy things you know and I think that's a part of Bible studies, but we didn't have our Bible study out. There wasn't a plan. There wasn't like we were getting together for Bible study. And I guess I just, for me, it's, it's what, you know, in a practical world, what, what, what takes priority. And um, I think we all did kind of agree that Sunday morning in your local church, that's a, that should be pretty high. You know, that, that kind of worship service. Is there a small group Bible study place for your children and your family? Should you sit down and do that with your kids and your wife? Are you asking, should you have a Bible study in your family? Yeah, that's the question I asked. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. I didn't know (laughs) if like... uh, No, 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 let me clarify. Are you saying like in my house with my family, are you saying like a group of families coming to you? No, no, I mean your family. Well, yeah. Okay. What does that look like? Your kids are young. Right now, what does that look like? Yeah. uh, you, honestly it's I, listen i got i got my oldest kids 4 right that's what i'm and saying so we like we've got a little picture bible book it's like my perfect. first bible and it's perfect <laughs> translation is very <laughs> yeah
0: like I, I don't love it um, or all the kids come over from the neighborhood to watch Veggie Tales.
1: now you're talking well, yeah, that's like, a small group I would go to which, Veggie Tales is pretty deep didn't realize
3: that until the other day <laughs> okay,
1: this is going in we were watching Veggie Tales at my house my kids were watching it me and Bobby were in the living room where did you find Veggie Tales? YouTube oh, oh on YouTube. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to preface Tales.
3: this I'm sorry I have seen Veggie Tales as a kid you pick up things in cartoons as an adult <laughs> Christian or not that, you know.
1: So anyways, we were watching VeggieTales. It was the one
3: David Bathsheba
1: and uh, King George, who's played by Larry the Cucumber, is on his balcony in a tub and he's got a little rubber ducky that he loves. And he looks out and he sees, I don't remember, do you remember the character's name? No, it's it David it, Bathsheba. It's a little
3: piece of broccoli. A little
1: piece of broccoli. He's bathing with his, <laughs> with his with his rubber ducky and King George needs the rubber ducky. Just as this happens, King George's uh, uh, attendant or whatever comes in and says, oh, the the the, the the pie war is raging and we're losing it. We need more men. And King George has this brilliant idea. Let's send little Timmy, that's not his name, but we'll just say a little piece of broccoli to the front lines of the pie war. And then he says, hey, pull them back and leave him out there by himself. And they're like, oh, I can't believe you do this, but they do it anyways. So they do it. He gets the rubber ducky. He's very excited. He takes a bath with the rubber ducky. Well, Timmy comes back <laughs> from the pie war. And now listen, me and Bobby are two Afghanistan war veterans, right? So we we have dealt with our own levels of PTSD and all that fun stuff, and it's like it's we are humorous about it, you know. We we like to add humor there. (laughs) So the door opens to little Timmy, just fresh from the pie war, and he's standing there with a pie plate on his head and drippings on his body, and he goes, Incoming They gave the little kid PTSD from the pie one. And he
3: had some sort of nervous twitch too. He did. He so kept, he kept... Yeah, he was tweaking over there with a pie on his face.
1: Oh my gosh, it was the funniest thing. We couldn't <laughs> breathe. It was so funny. And I mean, listen, they did a great job, and they had this little uh, prophet come in who he kept saying. It hoits. <laughs> it hoits. You hoit the little man. Oh, um, man. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, it I'm watching that this absolute afternoon. 10 out of 10. And then it ends with little Timmy got a bath, and he got his own ducky, and you know King George is regenerated, which is not the way the Bible story That's not went. the way the Bible story goes no, at all. No rubber duckies were harmed in the filming of this VeggieTales, like babies in the biblical story. It was um, a very dark uh, VeggieTales episode it that was I was dark. not prepared for. <laughs> but it, but we, it, it taught us a lesson. <laughs> PCST <laughs> can be laughed at. <laughs> It was so funny, man. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, you got to give that a look. at. If you don't know, Bible trivia is we have cards with Bible trivia, and it's just rapid fire around the circle. We now have a guest picker. It's like college game day. Bobby is the the guest questionnaire, so I'll have him ask his first question, me, Alan, and we'll attempt to answer it, and then we'll just go in a circle rapid fire so we're not wasting too much time. Bobby, hit us with your first question.
3: And who sacked did Joseph have his silver cup hidden? Benjamin. Yes.
1: To whom did God trust the Ten Commandments? Moses. <laughs> Moses. Yeah. Moses. What sign did God give us that he promised never to destroy the earth again with the flood?
3: The rainbow.
1: The Indeed. rainbow. Indeed. And that's what it still means today. Flatline, period, and simple.
0: Who had a dream of seven fat cows and seven thin cows?
1: We just talked about this. I don't remember. Is it Joseph? Is it the king?
0: The king as in?
1: The king. Darius, Nebuchadnezzar, the king. The king in Egypt,
3: Pharaoh. Pharaoh, yes. (laughs) I got there. The Egyptian king, also called Pharaoh. What river did God dry up to let the Israelites cross? Jordan. The Tigris. Ding, 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 ding. Jordan. Who was the leader of the Israelites before Joshua
1: became the leader? Moses. Moses. All five, six of my questions. It's just going to be Moses. Of what city was Nebuchadnezzar king? Is he Babylon? He's He's Babylon. Babylon. Yeah.
0: What do the following names have in common?
1: (laughs) The first letter.
3: (laughs) Nile,
0: Euphrates, and Jordan.
3: They're all rivers. What wicked queen of Israel wanted to kill the prophet Elijah? Jezebel. What did Adam's rib become? Eve. Eve.
1: Yes. Who got Hmm. vomited
3: up onto a beach? Jonah. Well said.
1: Yeah. How many times did
0: Peter deny he knew Jesus before the rooster crowed? Just as Jesus prophesied, and it is three.
3: How many brothers did David have? There's, it's it's multiple choice: zero, one, two, seven, or twelve.
1: Twelve. I think it's act. I mean, yeah, twelve. But uh, I think was the, the answer is actually. You think he was the thirteenth? I thought he was the twelfth. Yeah, I would say he, no, because he had a younger brother too. I think. Eventually, I don't know. Hmm. What you got? Twelve, right? Any guesses? Yeah, I said
3: twelve. Twelve. No. Seven, seven.
1: What's the name of the brother of the disciple, Peter? Uh, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. You yeah. want to know how I know that? My dad gave a whole sermon about insignificant younger brothers. And after <coughs> it was like, Hey, John thought of you. And I put that one together. <laughs> That's true. Thanks dad. That well, was The one sermon from childhood that stuck. <laughs> the point was that Andrew was a good guy. He was trying to say, be encouraged. You but not as people. important as Simon Peter, who asked God to give him back his strength <laughs> just once samson nailed it at least somebody knows the bible will would have never got that
0: what name belonged to both the first king of israel and a man who later wrote more than half of the new testament Saul.
3: paul oh saul
0: yes Yes.
3: (laughs) what did peter do after he heard the rooster crow for the third time wept yeah i think i guess cried wow this says cry or weep.
1: Well, I got both. Nice. How many letters from Paul to Timothy are included in the New Testament? Four. Two. two. Wow. That's a lot. Can we? <laughs> two. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Did somebody say four? Yeah, probably. I four. It it's, say four. it's probably two. Yeah, it's two. Yeah. You know, first and second Timothy. <laughs> How many days was Jonah in the belly of the whale? Oh, no. Was it? Three. Seven. My instinct was three, but I feel like that's the wrong answer. Well, give us what you think is the right answer. I don't know. Three. There's three. Yes. Sign Mm. of Jonah. Come on, people. Wake up. Which book
0: of the Bible comes right before Romans?
1: Acts. 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 What are you doing?
3: (laughs) Fill in the following blank with two words. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be blank, he cannot see the kingdom of God.
1: Born again. What did Satan try to get Jesus to change stones into? Bread. Let's give this bread. It was bread. Okay. Because as Satan knows, the only thing more tempting than the, the whole host of of historical nations is grains. Which disciple brought his brother to hear Jesus speak? Andrew, Simon, James, or John?
3: James. James. Uh.
1: Andrew, Andrew Simon, Simon, Peter's brother. Simon Peter's brother. See, that's what I was going to say. That was Dog, God, the point of the sermon. Whatever. That's what I should have done. Oh, man.
0: What is the name of the tradition where believers in Jesus consume bread and wine to represent Jesus's body and blood?
1: It's either communion, Lord's Prayer, or the Eucharist. Lord's Lord's
0: supper, Prayer? supper, supper
1: <laughs> maybe yeah, communion, word. Lord's supper, or the Eucharist,
0: yeah. communion, or the Eucharist, or the Lord's table.
1: Oh, oh. this was made like the eighties. You know, I was I was about to say this trivia is rather oh, trivial. Yeah. All yeah, right? yeah, it's
0: very
3: trivial. <laughs> also, generally, you, you know, when you take the Lord's supper, we take it during like the morning service. Like, is that really supper? Is the Lord's breakfast? Well said, Bobby.
1: <laughs> but it's at the end of the sermon, right?
3: That is true. What father in the Bible made his son a coat of many colors because he loved him the most of all his sons? This is
1: Joseph's dad. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, do you want Joseph's dad?
3: Joseph's dad. Jacob Joseph. and or Israel.
1: Yeah. yeah, Jacob.
3: Jacob or Israel.
1: As the father of a Joseph, it was Joseph's dad. I see. Fill in the following blank of the fourth commandment with two words. Remember the blank blank to keep it holy. Sabbath day. Yep. Very good. Of what kind of flower was Jesus speaking when he said, they toil not, neither do they spin? The lily. Wow. That was obscure. Well done, Robert.
0: (laughs) What does God promise to those who who honor their father and mother? Heaven, riches, protection, or a long life? Long life. life. Thanks for joining us today. Bobby is our guest. Would you mind uh, ending us in a prayer?
3: Sure. God, thank you for today and your many blessings. Uh, thank you so much for this uh, podcast and, and just uh, this group of um, believers that uh, can get together and speak freely of you. I pray that you uh, just bless this podcast and uh, the people around this table and uh, bless the listener of this podcast. Just be with us as we uh, go throughout the day. Help us to glorify you and all we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have a Christian
0: joke to share, a question to ask our pastors you know someone or would be interested in joining our discussion and or more please contact us at christian variety podcast at gmail.com when in doubt just read your bible and have a great week
1: pickles are satan's food if if snakes were a food they'd be pickles pickles. i I don't know
3: anybody wholeheartedly disagree i don't care
1: what what is it a cucumber that's like you sick. can both be wrong. It sick? It's a cucumber. cucumber. Yeah. It's a cucumber that never went to It's a cucumber sickle. with the flu. That's what I'm saying. It's disgusting. How dare you? It's, it's just.
0: It's, it's, it's a cucumber it... marinated in absolute dill deliciousness.
1: Deliciousness? That's funny. Deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like,
3: it's wrong,
1: but it's funny. That's That's evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's evil. That's what it is.
3: What about other pickled vegetables? Disgusting. All awful. Of horrible. So you just don't like the pickle flavor. What about, no, what about
1: pickle d- anything is awful. What about
3: dill pickle potato chips?
1: Disgusting. Awful. Pickles ruin everything. Yes. Like God's holy sandwich, the chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, they tried to ruin. Don't do (laughs) do be. They tried tried to ruin God's perfect holy chicken sandwich. And I know what you're thinking. What does this have to do with small groups? Nothing, but pickles are disgusting. pickles are horrible. Disgusting. The worst things uh, ever. As a former
3: Chick-fil-A employee, I'm pretty sure that those sandwiches are marinated in some sort of pickle brine as well.
1: Oh, you're kind of sure? You're totally sure? (laughs) Uh, 70%. I'm taking the under because mm. they're delicious. I'm taking the under. That's fine. I'm, I'm, taking I the under too. That's I'm, I'm taking the under too. And I've seen the recipe. I know what it is. To, they say, but I'm not, yeah, I don't no, believe I'm, not, it. Buying I'm it. not
3: buying it. No way. I'm, I'm not buying it. Alan, nope. they also do not like onions.
1: Ugh. I like onion flavor. I don't like onion texture. If worms were a food, if worms were a food, they'd, they'd be, be onions. onions for sure. Yeah.
0: Anyway, hey Bobby, how you
3: doing? doing? Hey Alan. Yeah, we're gonna We're
0: gonna talk about pickle appreciation and (laughs)
1: Appreciation. Pickle appreciation.
0: For
3: those of you who don't know, October is pickle appreciation month.
1: (laughs) What else is it? (laughs) Every month. (laughs) I thought
3: it was June. And and we're leading up
0: to Onion Appreciation Month in November. Ah yes. If they don't have a month, they should.
1: Victory away from the heathens. I would love to see you two just together in a room. Where are we going? Just talking. make those two make sit in a room yeah, and talk. Yeah, we're done. Go yeah. ahead, dude, so ahead. We're about your pickles. <laughs> there it is. That's
3: what the show would no, be. No, that's the whole thing right there. Ragging us about pickles. And to bring this full circle talking about structured Bible studies. If, I mean, without structured podcasts, you know, talking about pickles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I very clearly have pickles on my oh notepad. My so That was part of the plan. Uh.